are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, and online at fanstreamsports.com. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. You can also email us, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Well, your Tampa Bay Rays take two of three from the Minnesota Twins over the weekend. They now stand at 86 and 51 by far the best record in the American League. And that means also they are seven and a half games up on the Yankees and eight up on the Red Sox. Uh, Ulysses, it is a Monday, which means it's time for our takeaways, observations, what we learned. What do you got? I think there's a lot to rejoice uh, especially with the silver linings of the Red Sox and the Yankees both losing yesterday. So that seven and a half game lead in the AL East still remains. Um, so, but there's like a little bit of bad taste in your mouth when you win the two, the first two games of the series, and then you lose the third one, especially when you had a lead uh, late in the game and it's the twins. So yeah. obviously there's going to be a little bit of a, uh, of a bad taste there. But uh, my, my main takeaway is what, this player has done with the bat because we always talk about him defensively. We always talk about him in the future and always with the contract. I want to talk about KK and, and his bat. Okay. Okay. Um, his career numbers, the slash line is 248 batting average, 307 on base and a 408 slugging for a 715 OPS. Since the all-star break, he has hit 264, 333 on base, 406 slugging and a 739 OPS. I feel like because this lineup has been so, so deep, basically ever since Cruz joined the team, KK has been lost in the shuffle uh, of sorts. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, one of the most frustrating things about KK is the strikeouts. I try to look at his game log. And by tried, I mean, I definitely did. And only two games since the all-star break, he has struck out more than once. Okay. Only two games. And that was on July 31st against uh, Nate Yovaldi and on the 17th of August against John Meats. Pretty good pitchers, right? Um, and by the way, those were both W's for, for the race. Only two games since the all-star break. Do you want to uh, guess how many games he had struck out more than once before the all-star break? Uh, I would say so games with multiple strikeouts. Yes. I will say a dozen. I'll give a around 12 there. That that's, that's a pretty good guess. It happened 20 times. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. So 20 times he has struck out multiple times, only two since the all-star break. So, Around game 65, his K rate started to decrease. I feel like that's good news. Mm -hmm. This guy, we know what he can do. And the on-base percentage, it's a 333. I think that is as low as you can say that something is good for an on-base. Right. 333. Like, you're like, okay, we'll take that. The, 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 the big thing about KK, though, is if he's just doing the bare minimum of three, three, uh, 333, 
with his speed, Kevin, I mean, this guy is, he can disrupt pitchers. He can disrupt defenses. I mean, he can turn a single into a double. I'm really, really, you know, psyched about what's going on here with KK's bat because come October, it runs at at a premium. You want these type of guys to be hot. Now, can he stay hot like he has been through September and then October? Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that's going to be a little bit more difficult. But he did show last year that when the lights are brightest, he does show up. Yeah, it is really interesting you bring up KK because I actually, he's kind of on my crap list a little bit because he did the <laughs> bat flip action in yesterday's game. Like, yeah. dude, you have four home runs all year. You're not Nelson Cruz. Let's not... <laughs> You, you better be damn sure that that ball went over the fence before yes. you start, you know, twirling around and everything, let alone to deep center field, Byron Buxton in, in center field. And it wasn't even like that close. It's not like it was Byron Buxton doing a jumping over the wall. Deal. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's really good. He's, he's another one of those guys that's quietly started to improve things since the all-star break. And I think some of that is a byproduct of, Rising tides lift all boats. Uh, if everybody yeah. else in the lineup, for the most part, is being successful or being productive, there's not as much pressure on KK to perform. And it seems like he's sort of, I joke about the home run thing, but he's not, I think he's starting, I mean, it's he should know by now, but he, he's not a power hit. He should not be trying to pull the ball all the time. Like, just slap it out of the infield. That, that's all we need you to do. And I think he's shown that a little bit and has been a little bit better with the walks and pushing the ball. Just single up the middle, single the other way. That's all we need from you. Get on base. That should be the main priority. And if he, if he's able to keep up these numbers is really, let, let's be honest, he's a, a bottom of the order guy, number eight, number nine. If, if those numbers hold true for the rest of the season, the playoffs, you basically have a, a second leadoff hitter, a, a speedy guy at the bottom of the order to kick things off for the top of the order. It's, it's really, I mean, that that's definitely a great thing to see going forward from him. When we talked about the, the Dodgers being like just a tank of a team. Yeah. It was because there was no, there, there wasn't any uh, observable flaw in, in that lineup. If KK is hitting ninth mm-hmm. and is hitting like this, there is no flaw in this lineup. There's just no flaw. And I like what you said about him maybe noticing that he doesn't need to hit home runs because right. that's the one thing that we've always stressed. Like you're not a power hitter. Don't act like a power hitter. Uh, well, maybe him having Nelson Cruz, Wander Franco, a Rosarena, Brandon Lau, Mike Zunino, that's five guys that have so much power that then he can kind of look in the mirror and say, okay, well, I'm not any of those five guys. Right. I, I can't compete with that type of pop. And yesterday, again, two for four hit, a uh, two for four night or day game, I guess, going the, the other way, going straight away. I mean, that's when KK is at his best because then he can actually, you know what he likes to do? You know, Kevin, Kevin Kiermaier is a ham. You know, as my as my girlfriend would say, she, he is a ham. He wants the lights. He wants this. He wants to show off the smile, the yeah. speed, the glove. Well, guess what? If one of your qualities is the speed and you like to show it off mm-hmm. because we know that you do. If you just do that, if you just get on base, you can show off. You can be the ham that you want to be, Kevin. Right. I mean, so so all, all I'm saying is I, I'm really appreciating what he has done since the all-star break, especially cutting out those strikeouts. And, and I, I really hope that it, it, you know, it keeps going. Is he the biggest drama queen on the team? 
<laughs> just with the semantics and the the hijinks, and he's very he he's got a lot of little idiosyncrasies. I think that's fair to say. Yes. Starting with the two sunglasses thing, like that 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 might be the most egregious thing of all time. The the the, the bat flips, the twirling of the glove on the on the finger, like yeah. if it were a basketball. Uh, you know, it, it's doing the two stuff. like two outs. He kind of yeah. throws it at the other outfielders. He's got a lot of little things going on. He's that's for sure. A, yeah, he wants he wants the cameras. He enjoys the cameras. Yes. And you know what? Good for him. But all I'm saying is. Keep doing you. Keep doing all those idiosyncrasies. Keeping the the ham that we know that you are. Just stop with the home run swings and get on base like you have been since the All Star break. Again, let's let's look at this uh, slash line, people. Two sixty four batting average, a three thirty three on base, four oh six slugging for a seven thirty nine OPS. A seven thirty nine OPS from Kevin Kiermaier yes. providing the speed and defense that he has. This is a guy that you want to play. That is true. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, he has not been on the injured list this year. I believe he or was once. Okay. It well, was he stayed very minimal, right? He stayed more healthy. Yeah. You know what? I think it was a couple of times. Okay. In the beginning of the year, he was, he was I think, um, off the, the roster, wasn't he, for like the first 10 he games? He had a hamstring or an oblique thing. And, you, and then okay. another time for another minimal stay. But I mean, again, for Kevin Kiermaier, he's played already 100 games. That is one, two, three. That's the fourth most he's ever played. I, I would say this. Okay. So fourth he's been most. healthy the last couple months, yes. basically. That's a good sign. Yeah. He hasn't had a bunch of little things that have been bothering him. So the other thing too is uh, even with this hot streak since the all-star break, uh, is does this save his case at all? for being on the roster after this year and the Rays picking up that $12 million option. As of today, Labor Day, September 6th, yes or no? He's making a damn case for yes. I mean, these numbers, I'll take these numbers. The problem is, Kevin, you can't take six weeks worth of numbers over seven years worth of numbers. Mm -hmm. And like we know, every baseball player, if they rely on speed, those go first. Those legs are going to go. Yeah. Now they haven't gone this year, but it's a ticking time bomb. Do you, if you're the Rays, you are loving the defense that he provides. So I feel like it's still a yes. I I still feel like it's a yes. Um, But it's, it's going to be close. It really is. It really is. And I think we've talked about this with Evan. It's not like the Rays have a ton of money on the books after this. No. And they can maybe be flexible with it a little bit and see, depending on how next season goes, maybe he becomes a trade deadline piece that you can move on from there. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be a very, very busy offseason for the Rays uh, one way or the other. Uh, Okay, Ulysses, is that it for your big takeaway? That was it. That was it. I just wanted to Praise your namesake, Kevin, and and, and you know your your uh, your state man, yeah. Indiana. There you go. See, that's why I got to be sometimes hypercritical of <laughs> Kevin Kiermaier because of the name and the fact that he is from Indiana and the good looks as well. Of there's, course, of course, I forgot that. Yeah, too. By the way, uh, you know, a, a great way to watch KK might be something with Directv. That might be a good avenue to go. I don't know how you knew that. I, that's exactly where I was going because today I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment that you love without the hassle. 
DirecTV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And what's the best part about this? There is no annual contract. I hate annual contracts, and I know that you do too. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more about DirecTV uh, at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Stat Hero is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner, take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. So go to stathero.com slash locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Sign up for free. And right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That is unheard of here. So go to stathero.com slash locked on. Again, stathero.com slash locked on. Uh, okay, Ulysses, you profiled one of the Rays' elder statesmen. Uh, I will be profiling one of the Rays' elder elder statesmen. I believe the oldest player on the team now that Rich Hill is no longer on the Rays' roster. I wonder how he's doing, by the way. I I, I haven't looked pretty bad. Up. Oh, I was not doing great with the Mets. I, I think like three weeks ago, I looked it up and it was like a, a ERA over five. I couldn't remember the other numbers, but. They weren't great. So I think we called it that the Rich Hill train and it was going to go off the tracks yes. at some point. We had to acknowledge and realize that. But the Mets needed an arm. So they had to they had to go out and, and find somebody. But I want to give a little kudos and praise to Nelson Cruz. And I think it's kind of fitting because he was facing his former team uh over the weekend. And Nelson Cruz, uh, he hit his 444th homer over the weekend and Ulysses, do you know where that ranks him and who he's just behind? Do you have any guess or any idea? 444. If there's only 28 players that have crossed 500, then he should be, let's say 42nd. Wow. Did you look that up? Were you cheating? Do you no. have a cheat sheet over there? <laughs> no, no, I don't. Okay. Yes. He yeah. is 42nd all time. Oh, let's go. So 444 for his career. Uh, it was his 27th homer of the year. He's just behind. He needs five more to tie a couple Hall of Famers. Jeff Bagwell and Vladimir Guerrero. He just recently passed Dave Kingman, who is not a Hall of Famer, but that's pretty good company Wait. to be in. Yes. How many home runs did Vladdy uh, hit? Vlad Guerrero and Jeff Bagwell both are tied at 449. Wow. You know, this is a Mandela, Nelson Mandela effect because I totally thought that Vladimir had hit 500. I guess not. I guess huh. he was just a little bit short, but yeah. he did enough in his career yeah. for sure to <laughs> make it to the Hall of Fame. He, he probably could have been one of those guys like, yeah, if I really want to get to 500, I will. But, yeah. you know, it's one of those things where sometimes he had to coach not- his son. He had to coach his son. He's like, OK, yeah. I got to I got to get Vladito, you know, now his up. son might be on pace <laughs> someday to get uh, magic number 500. Yeah. But uh, I bring that up to bring this up. Um, and we've had this discussion before. So. 500. 
do you think actually let me let me throw a couple questions out here okay uh fan graphs recently did sort of an an odds article as to who will be the next couple guys or what are the percentage that each of these guys will get to 500 what do you think they put and this was just a, a week or two ago the odds that nelson cruz would get to 500 the percentage oh, so like it's got to be 100 that he'll get to 500 90 80 60 50 40 whatever it may be it's got to be real low I'm, I'm gonna put it at like 12 percent. it was actually a little bit higher 42 percent. what almost a flip of the coin yeah that's what's way yeah. too high so well let me let me put that into perspective so there were two guys two active players who have a higher percentage that fangrafts thinks will get to 500 do you have an idea who that could be, who those two could be? Uh, they are generational talents. One is very young. One has been in the league for about a decade plus now. I'm going to go with Pete Alonso. Uh, strike one. I'm going to go with Giancarlo Stanton. Strike two. Going to go with Aaron Judge. Strike three. You're, you're thinking too many Yankees here. No Yankees here, buddy. No Yankees? Mike Trout at uh, 85%. Of course. He's got 310 right now. Fernando Tatis Jr. at 46%, just above Nelson ah. Cruz. Uh, Tatis Jr. is 73 as of right now. That's – I'm sorry. Did, I mean, I, I, I don't want to, like, you know, get us off the rails here, but Stanton – is not on that list with a higher. I mean, come on, let, that's, let's be serious here. He's got 338 home runs. How old is he though? He is 31. Yeah. I, I haven't looked at the full list, but I would imagine he, he all I know is that trout and Tatis are the only guys above Nelson Cruz. Maybe it's the health factor thing Maybe with John Carlos Stanton, but I would think, yeah, it would make sense that he would sort of be up there a little bit, especially if he was a lefty and then you got the short porch in Yankee yeah. stadium <laughs> and then nice. that might help his case a little bit. But so all that said, Ulysses, yeah. um, as of today, again, on Labor Day, do you think Nelson Cruz will get to 500 by the time his career is said and done? Oh, uh, well, that's the thing. He has, oh, man, I, I don't want to say no, because I've actually really liked seeing him wearing a raised uniform. Yes. So that's, that's kind of tough. Man, I don't think so. I really don't. And 444, I mean, that's that's 56 away. That that would be another maybe a couple 30 home run seasons more. At least. Uh, man, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. And he's 41 years old. Too. Yeah. I mean, first of all, to answer this question, you gotta you gotta think, is there an MLB team that will give him a two-year contract? And I feel like that answer is no. Yeah. There's a lot of factors. I think one big thing could be the universal DH if yeah. that opens up the possible homes for him. And also, look, I know he stayed relatively uh, relatively healthy up to this point. He's had just like pretty much every other player, some things here and there, but when you get older, that recovery time can take a little bit longer. Yeah. And one injury can kind of put you out of commission for a little bit. Now I, I do understand that he takes really good care of his body. We know about the naps. We know about the, uh, the workout the, routine is insane. The, the workout routine, the preparation, all that stuff is certainly work in working in his favor, but at some time, father time is going to come calling. And, and I also think there's, there's some little things too. Like I, we, we've talked about this before, but the fact that you had that 60 game season, I think that that might be the death nail that yeah. that might've been the thing that really did him in. Plus the fact that 
we don't know if this next season is going to be started on time, nor do we know if it's going to be a full 162. It, they, they might change it to 140, 150. I mean, it might, yeah. it, it, it might, oh, we can't get negotiations going. We're, we're losing track. We're going to have to make this hundred game season. Sorry guys. And then he's, he's definitely toast, which is really unfortunate for him. Of course it's unfortunate. And, and, and that is the biggest thing when we talk about, Oh, is KK's contract or whatever that all the things that we're talking about post 2021 people, we gotta, yeah. we gotta realize that CBA is expiring. That collective part bargaining agreement will yes. expire December 1st, 2021. So anything about contract stipulations or, or records or, or games played, that's all going to kind of hinge on what they're going to be talking about. So right now, if I, I have to say no, yeah. I have to say no, because, you know, you talk about the 2020 season, you know how many home runs he hit in 2020? If I had to guess, he probably hit like 16, 17, something right on the money, 16. He, he I mean, could have had a 35 homer a year. Basically. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you, you're going to look back and, and again, another guy, Miggy Pujols. I mean, yeah. the, the guys are at, you know, at their later stage of their careers, that 2020 really mm-hmm. set them back because of, you know, their milestones would have, you know, would have happened in 2020, yeah. not 2021 or 2022. Yeah. Six. Yeah. There, and a couple other factors here that I was just thinking about and brainstorming of can Nelson Cruz get to 500? Like, I would think that he and his agent, if this is like truly a big goal for him, you might have to take a pay cut or be very flexible with the team you're willing to go with. Like, I think the Rays are a perfect fit for him because of it's not, you look at that lineup up and down and the amount of guys that have 25, 30, 35 homer power. It's not like Nelson Cruz is the only guy that you can circle. Like he has to have a little protection. He protects some guys and then he gets protected sometimes as well. So I think that is a little bit of a consideration. And then maybe the division, the the ballpark that you're in, like, could you imagine Nelson Cruz in great American ballpark, for example, or something along those lines where they're going to have to really be smart about this. If they want to, if this is the route that they want to take, but, and also I would imagine that Nelson Cruz at, his age, he also wants to win too. So it's it's kind of that's why the Rays are the perfect yeah. storm. And, and and guess what? The, the the last component of why the Rays are the, are, are probably the best team to, to get them is the fact that they know how to platoon guys. They know yeah. how to give you rest. So you know what a forty two year old might need is a couple of off days. Mm-hmm. And and the fact that the outfield is so crowded, you know, having that cake conversation, Meadows, or Rosarena, Margot, yeah. Phillips. I mean, that's a crowded situation. Is it going to be just like that in twenty twenty two? Probably not, but you still right. have a lot of bodies out there and you still have a guy like Brendan Lau who can, you know, work the, the uh, outfield corner, just like Joey Wendell. I, I'm not a particularly uh, a fan of those two guys playing the outfield, but right. there are, they are options. Vidal Brujan, for God's sake, mm-hmm. Josh Lowe is an option. So I feel like if you want to win, if you want to have rest, this is the, the 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 right opportunity for Nelson Cruz. And if you're Nelson Cruz, maybe every now and again, you get to play a little first base. You get to go out in the field yeah. a little bit and have some fun. Like that, he had to be lighting up the fact that, oh, I get to, yes. he's probably like a kid in the candy store that, you know, not to say that he wants to do that every day, but, you know, maybe once a month or once every couple of weeks, just yeah. roll him out there for a couple innings or a game and, and see what happens uh, with that. Uh, I will say again, his, his stat cast baseball savant metrics are still off the charts with mm-hmm. average exit velocity, 92nd percentile max exit velocity, 98th percentile hard hit percentage, 92nd percentile barrel percentage, 83rd percentile. So he's doing pretty well. Are we sure he's 41? That might, yeah, we might have to, you know, do it, 
do a, uh, uh, it's a reverse. Let's uh, call an endocrinologist and see what is, <laughs> you know, birth age and, and bone ages and, and all that sort of stuff. So, okay. If you're, if you're the race, if you're Eric Neander, you're yeah. like, man, Nelson Cruz. Okay. Maybe the numbers weren't totally what we expect. He still contributed in some big moments and still has been a net positive for the race. You're sitting down with him. What would knowing that the Rays and there are budget considerations, look, I'd love to give everybody every as much money in the world as, as you could find, but what do you, what would be a realistic offer for Nelson Cruz? Maybe a one year with an option. Okay. And that one year being like 6 million, uh, with six, some incentives tied exactly, into exactly, okay. maybe, maybe, but not more than eight mil, uh, yeah. per year. And, and then that option, basically the same, the same deal and maybe a buyout for two, three mil, yeah. uh, for, for that option. I, I feel like, you know, if, we, if you put $15 million on Nelson Cruz for the next two years, I don't, I don't think that that would be a huge hole right. in anybody's wallet, you know, anybody's wallet that's a billionaire. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't, he wouldn't, when I think of deals like that, like two year, 15 mil, two year, 16 mil, I think of Pat Burrell. It just gives me some, <laughs> I get some PTSD. PTSD from all that. So uh, here, here's what might help Nelson Cruz. Okay. Built bar. Oh. I think that might be the best thing for him going forward. And you know what? Cause he looks like a guy that needs something to wake him up right after that nap. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's got so many options. You got raspberry, mint, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry. You guys know that there are so many flavors from built bar. And if you can't decide, you can get a mix box where you can get two of each of the nine flavors, but the built bars are not only delicious. They're also healthy. 17 to 18 grams protein calories ranging from 130 to 180 only four to five grams sugar only four to five grams net carbs amazing flavors they're all tasty they're all healthy so what you have to do today is go to built.com and use promo code locked 15 that's l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 and you will get 15 percent off your order use promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. So be sure to head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 100% welcome bonus. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online are, they are your online sportsbook experts. And remember to use that promo code locked on L O C K E D O N. That's locked on L O C K E D O N. Okay, Ulysses, uh, three-game series for the Rays going up to Boston, Fenway Park, to face the Red Sox. Again, it seems like we just faced them a couple of days ago. Oh, yeah, we did, <laughs> unfortunately. So uh, do we face them again after this, or is this the last? I want to say this is the last time, the last series against them for the year, unless yes. we face them in the playoffs. Yes. This, uh, this is it. Three game series. This is it for the 2021 season. Let, let's end it in a good note. That'd be nice. You know, well, I mean, there should be a little raise support there. Listener time. can will be at the game from what I understand. He That's reached great. out to us on social media. I'll be curious to see what type of raise garb, if any, 
he'll be wearing. Of if course. he'll be wearing a jersey, a jersey. Again, I think the best flex would be to wear a Carl Crawford <laughs> Rays jersey or jersey, or Carl Crawford in a Red Sox uniform jersey or jersey. Just really throw it at Boston. I, I, you know, I, I love that, but I wanna I wanna get a prop bet because obviously Ty can 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 set us straight here. What do you think? Ty McCann is going to be wearing like does he is he a Franco guy did he go and uh, go to the team store and get his Franco jersey already is he in a Rosarena type guy uh, I have seen him on social media talking more about Randy Rosarena I believe maybe okay. more respected what he's been able to do this season as opposed to Wander Franco at least in the rookie of the year race well then he might be like Austin Holloway they're, yeah. they're just Randy Rosarena type guys well, who couldn't? Who who isn't a Randy Rosarena? Well, you can be both. You can just have an a Rosarena jersey and an, a Franco jersey. How about that? That's true. That works out. A lot of combinations there. Uh, so today it'll be Ryan Yarbrough going up against Chris Sale, lefty versus lefty. And you know what? I'm going to apologize to Ryan Yarbrough because his uh, last start was against the Boston Red Sox. And he didn't do too shabby. No. He struck out three over six innings, allowing five hits and two runs. I thought it was because, let's be honest, history, Ryan Yarbrough history against the Red Sox going into that last start was not good. It was like, hey, he's going to give up five, six earned runs. So if he's able to continue that today, that's going to be huge. I mean, just from going back and looking at the highlights of what Yarbrough did against the Red Sox in his last start, it seemed like. He had really good movement on his curveball, mm -hmm. and uh, the cutter had some really good horizontal break as well. And a lot of look, we know the strikeouts are never he's he's never going to rack up 10, no. 12 strikeouts, but a lot of weak pop outs, fly outs, and and frustrated the the Red Sox hitters at the end of the day. The the thing that sometimes get Yarbs, uh, which is kind of like a Shane McClanahan effect, is um, but with Yarbs is soft contact, yeah. blooper after blooper, and then he gets frustrated, right. and you're like, come on, I'm I'm doing my job. And, and 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 he gets babbitt yeah to, to death sometimes Jarvis. but yeah you're right we we kind of thought it would be a bloodbath but he did really well and another guy that did really well was chris sale who went six strong yes. six hits uh allowed two runs two walks three k's so uh, it's going to be a, a battle of lefties different type of stuff mm -hmm. obviously but it's going to be a, a, a good matchup and to yarbs effect the last he might be picking up a little bit of steam here because in his last 15 innings he's only allowed four runs mm. so can we we need to see this type uh, of of yarbs uh because the rotation the pitching we we really don't know how that's going to settle out for for october yet i know everybody's got their own opinions and and, and obviously we all do and and that's okay, but it's going to be really interesting what the opinion of Kevin Cash is, yeah, and, and and Kyle Snyder and the front office. Who do you put as your fourteen pitchers for October? And Ryan Yar uh, Yarbrough, uh, you know, if he is this type of guy, then it's a solid, of course. Mm -hmm. But he, he might uh, be hanging on the thread. I I feel like if he doesn't perform well the the last four or five outings. Yeah, it's interesting. Yarbrough's starting to pick up steam a little bit. Michael Walker certainly picking yeah. up steam a little bit. Chris Archer picking up steam. So you have some veteran presence to possibly mix in with the hot shots of Patino, McClanahan, and so many others. So it might be one of those good problems to have if these guys can figure it out. Remember at the at like spring training, we were like, oh my God, they have like 10 dudes that can throw 100 innings. This right. is ridiculous. Well, and they never really fully went on to that mode. Yeah. Uh, how about if you do that on the playoffs? 
Mm. Can you get Yarbrough three innings and then give Patino the three innings? And then you have kind of a six guy, uh, uh, a six man rotation there. You can kind of piggyback guys. Right. Chris Archer do the same thing with uh, Waka. Yeah. You just have to do it in a way to where you're not overly taxing your bullpen. Exactly. Where your bullpen isn't picking up so many of the innings. Like, yeah, if that's the strategy you use, you would like a combination of those two guys to be able to get you seven. Yeah. You know, total and yeah. combines. Like, so you've got it and the built-in off days helps as well, but I don't know if you can consistently, all right, we're gonna have to use six, seven pitchers every time. No. It, but it's no. nice to have it nice to be it'd be nice to have a couple of those and yeah. then if you're able to ride out Shane McClanahan or somebody else for uh-huh. for a deep uh, for a deep that's what you need somebody yeah. to 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 step up. You know Shane McClanahan. You know that you're you're trusting Shane to go six. Mm-hmm. Who's that other guy that can give you six? <sighs> there you go. That's a sigh for your answer. And I think that's a lot of race fans right now. That if you say Shane for six, who's the other one that's going to give you six? Who do you give the ball for six innings right now? Who would be the next guy up to get six? Uh huh. Is it Patino? Is it Archer? Is it Waka? Is it Yarbrough? Wow. It's really a toss up. I mean, I, that's not a good thing that we're saying that we right. like, do we, who can we trust to get six after McClanahan? The saving grace is that the bullpen is the best in yes. the league. But like you said, can you tax your bullpen? Yeah. If there's off days. It's not 2020. That's an advantage there. But again, if you need six innings and you just gave the ball to Shane yesterday, who can you give the ball and say, give me six? No, get, and give me quality six. Right. Don't give me six and five earned runs. I would lean towards Patino and believe it or not, Archer. But Michael Walker in his last three starts is starting to make a case a little bit. He's yeah. totally, at least in his last start, took out the cutter, which again, kudos to him for starting to figure things out. Like, yes, if he has the changeup working like it was on Friday and that pitch mix and that arm action, the curveball too. I yeah. mean, it's just a better pitch mix than that cutter stuff. Patience folks. We got to have some patience with our guys, <laughs> you know, whether it's Brandon Lau to start the season, whether it's Wander Franco, when he gets called up, whether it's Michael Walker, you know, maybe we Kevin were, Kiermaier. Yeah. Kevin Kiermaier is another one. A lot of, it's a long season guys. So there's, there's all that tied in, uh, by the way, last thing here, uh, Ulysses, um, the Red Sox, uh, they, they've added another guy or two to the COVID-19 related IL. Oh, God. Uh, how many Red Sox players are out due to COVID as of, uh, I think, last night or this morning? I'm going to guess with nine. Very close. Ten. Ten is the magic number. We've wow. got Nick Pavetta, Xander Bogarts, Kike Hernandez, Matt Barnes, Christian Arroyo. Oh, gosh. Hirokazu Sawamura. Solid. Close enough. Martin Perez, Yairo Munoz, and reliever Josh Taylor was a close contact. Well, he is out as well. Okay, can you can 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 we get a sweep here? I mean, come on, you that lineup is that nice. lineup is decimated there with without Kike and Bogarts. Yeah, and, uh, and Barnes was a very reliable arm for them. Right. I I like this. I would think winning the series, you should be able to do that. Although the Red Sox are a really, really good home team, 43 and 27 at home, but the Rays are the best team in the American League. It and might be sales the best going tonight. Okay, I get it. You might not sweep. Okay, fine. But two out of three, that's that's my hope. Winning series, man. That's what it's about. Okay, uh, that wraps up this edition of the Locked on Rays podcast. Now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episodes of the Locked on Bets 
and Locked On MLB podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.